0: Welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where we compare strains of weed to pre-workout, spend hours deciding what to eat and then not eating it, and convince random strangers to read with the Wheel of Time. I'm the Shame of Tar Valon, and I'm here with my husband/slash co-host, Dang. No is gone, which means that it is a full spoiler episode. We are going back to episode thirteen and continuing our conversation about world building and culture in the Wheel of Time.
1: And we get to do it with full spoilers. And we get is, to do
0: it with full spoilers. This is why we do this when No Spo not here. Um,
1: this is your official warning. If you have not, you know, read to the end of the Weed of, uh, wheel of time, no. you are in dire danger of uh, of getting stuff spoiled. So, shut this off or forever hold your peace. The
0: fox looks like he is a tiny seventy style table. Don't <laughs> talk the about the family. fox
1: anymore. Spoilers in three, two, one. Okay, now that the losers are out of here, let's uh, let's get into this.
0: <laughs> what spoiler do we want to say? Because we always actually spoil, so there's consequences.
1: Mm. Worene is not dead. She fucks an old man. Nor
0: is she early. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, dang. What did we smoke?
1: Uh, today we smoked LBS Moonbeam.
0: That's right, it's not fucking Redican God, but <laughs> it didn't sponsor us.
1: Um, LBS Moonbeam, which is a really, really good uh, full leaf, uh, full flower, uh, whole flower, there we go, indica. Uh, I think we got it at 16% and we had three, three bowls. Mm. Anyway, it's enough. Hmm. It's good. Oh, oh, and because I will never stop hating myself, I'm drinking (laughs) Leffe, that fucking blonde Belgian-style fucking lager from Quebec that I hate, and somehow I've drank so much of it, and it's still here. I didn't get that many of them. They just don't... It's like fucking Jesus with the bread and the fishes. I thought
0: he only had one bottle left, and I walked downstairs to get it because I was getting other things, and there was two bottles they're multiplying but tonight this beast dies
1: <laughs> this beer is fucking replicating via osmosis
0: <laughs> jesus uh, we're eating popcorn and i have some fuzzy peaches that Dan can have some if he really really wants some.
1: <laughs> you okay
0: i <laughs> choked on popcorn
1: <laughs> <coughs> anyway so that's what we've smoked that's what we're eating that's what we're drinking
0: that's what we're choking on. And <laughs> fuck.
1: as Shame had said before, this is uh, the second installment in our ongoing sub-series about world-building and culture in The Wheel of Time. We're going to jump into it, kind of continuing our discussion from last time. Do your thing. Fuck, I'm giving this introduction. Yeah. Shit, fuck. So, um, I kind of feel the need to justify why we do these things. Because when when we break down, when we critically analyze pop culture and media, a lot of the time we end up getting, like, derision for that. Because, oh, what's the point? It's just fiction. It's, it doesn't mean anything. It's, why are you, you're, you're thinking about it too much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel the need to justify why we go through and say, how the fuck does the gender balance in The Wheel of Time work? Because I don't think Robert Jordan thought it through, you know what I mean? Yeah. um, When we criticize it in that way, there's a reason for it, and I think I want to discuss the reason. Um, Feel free to jump in whenever. I kind of have a big thing written out, but um, feel free to interject. I like what you're saying. Okay. Um, I think the point is being able to critically analyze real life in this way Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is really important to being like a fully rounded.
0: And it is a learned skill.
1: It's a learned skill and it's necessary to be a fully rounded human being that contributes meaningfully to the lives around them and ends up feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. You need to be looking at life in these ways. Sometimes you need to be examining power structures and culture and tradition. And right. Mm -hmm. You need to be doing this in real life. But we don't get taught that necessarily unless you have are lucky and had a really good teacher or two, right? You, you end up learning this by experience. You end up finding out that these things are necessary or you happen to need a sociology elective in mm-hmm. university or something. like
0: A women's studies elective? Yeah, exactly. That was my big brain moment.
1: And so mine was philosophy, actually. Mm.
0: Um, you weren't even in that class.
1: I was in my first year.
0: Okay, I was thinking the class of your friends that you would just go and. Sit oh, in. psychology? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mixed up the two. my lad.
1: Um, anyway, um, I think it's really necessary to a fulfilling and fulfilled life to be doing this, but you can't just learn it in most places. It's a it's you. The places where you can learn it are not very accessible. Uh huh. Like, for example, going to study the humanities at university is one kind of gateway into this. And it's and so expensive. And it's so expensive because post...
0: Especially if you're in the U.S. Holy fucking shit.
1: Because post-secondary education is a, a, a barrier to class mobility. That's that's its function yep. in society. It's there to keep the poor people from getting rich. Yep. Right? Um, because if you can only get the good jobs and the meaningful jobs with a degree... We'd like to five.
0: Like, post-secondary that you have to pay for. Obviously, if it's accessible to everybody, that it's a mobility ladder, not a mobility barrier.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, if all the best jobs can be gotten through there, as is generally the idea, even when it's not true, we still get that ingrained in us. um,
0: Because they also want you to spend money at these places.
1: Then the logic is that's how you get to that, to to an upper class, right? Yep. So they put a price tag on it so that people under a certain level of wealth can't do it. Mm-hmm. It is a class barrier. And a concession was made in the form of student loans.
0: Going into those debt still, for the rest of your life is not an acceptable argument here.
1: That's still if, a barrier, right? Because yeah. you've got fucking debt forever that other people didn't have, right? Uh-huh. So that's one place where you can start learning about the way to critically analyze with yourself. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's one place. Another place is if you have access to resources, like just reading, self-guided research and learning. Right? Mm-hmm. You can get it there, but that's not accessible to everybody. Not everyone. You have to
0: know where to look.
1: Yeah, you, you have to be able to read. Yeah. In relevant languages, right? Mm-hmm. Studying and learning is in and of itself a learned skill too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: At that point. Um. Some people are working two fucking jobs to get by and they have three kids and they can't just go to the library and check out a book on Hegel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there's economic barriers there too. And then in academia, a lot of the time, things are written intentionally vaguely Mm -hmm. to keep it so that you have to be part of the in-group to understand. Yeah. The jargon is a shibboleth. Like, it's, it's... It makes
0: it inaccessible to people who have not been trained in that way, thus ensuring the need for people to use that or pay into that socioeconomic system.
1: And and it's like my criticism of the second wave feminists, Uh where it's like, the idea is feminism should be working for women, Mm -hmm. but they were writing it in such a way that a whole lot of women could not access what they were saying. Mm -hmm. so if you're working for women, you should be making it accessible to women. It, like, yeah. that's the point of you doing the writing. Anyway, that sort of thing. There's lots of reasons that you, a person might not be able to critically analyze themselves just having learned different skill sets. and so. Anyway, yeah. when we do this in fiction, especially popular fiction, you know what I mean? Pop culture mm-hmm. that most people will understand, at least to a certain extent. Yeah it makes it more accessible yeah right in doing this it's like we're doing exercises in how to address your own existence in this same way and hopefully get something more out of it we're giving you yeah. examples that are accessible is the idea
0: mm-hmm.
1: anyway you, you were going to say i don't
0: think i was going to say anything oh I sorry I just said,
1: mm-hmm. and so for example, we can start asking big philosophical questions like what is right, what is wrong, mm-hmm. what is good, what is bad, how, how can I live a good life, right?
0: Yeah, that, looking it. at the gender balances and the way genders are portrayed in The Wheel of Time gives us insight to how women and men and genders are believed to be by most of the population in real life. And also gives us the skills to then critically analyze, analyze. analyze that in our own cultures and world around us.
1: It gives us a way to address power structures, mm-hmm. which is good because you need tools to understand and challenge the status quo if necessary, right? Yeah. But if you can't perceive that the status quo is just a temporary thing, then you have no idea that you could be living a better life.
0: Yeah.
1: Things have always
0: been this way and they always will be this way. You
1: can't understand and challenge structures and -hmm. barriers in your own life, right? And so, like, just some examples. Um, um, Like, what is good and evil? Trying to understand what it means to be good and what it means to be evil. If we want to address maybe uh, Lord of the Rings as a Example people would understand right off the bat Mm -hmm. here. Um, Look at who is portrayed as good. Look at who is portrayed as evil. Right? Sauron is evil. Unequivocally, right? He is hurting other people for his own benefit. Mm -hmm. That, every single one of his actions breaks down to he is hurting other people for his own benefit. Right? Yes. Okay. Who are maybe the most pure and good characters in Lord of the Rings? We can say and, Frodo and Gandalf. Frodo. Frodo. It's perfect. Yeah. Um. Them right off the bat, right? Yeah. And we look at them and we say, well, these are two, well, people, but like also angels, whatever. It's fine. Um. Gandalf, anyway. Um, yeah.
0: I was
2: going to say,
1: not Frodo. No, I, I realized I phrased it weird. Um. People who have looked at what ha- is going on in the world around them and made a conscious choice... To live their life trying to improve and protect the lives of those around them, mm-hmm. even if it kills them. Yeah. Gandalf Literally was willing... to laying down their
0: own lives for the greater
1: good. Gandalf sacked himself for the Fellowship. Yep. Not knowing he was going to be brought back, right? hmm Gandalf was also totally sure he would die at the Black Gate. Yeah. Right? They were going as a decoy to die if they had to, right? hmm Frodo knows what the ring is going to do to him because he sees Smeagol, right? Yeah.
2: He does it. He anyways. continues
1: to carry the ring. He makes the choice to carry the ring out of Rivendell, right? He, 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 literally ruins and destroys his own life because he thinks he might be able to help everybody else, right? Yep. Okay, that's how it's being portrayed. So we're looking at selfishness
2: mm-hmm.
1: as inherently bad, and we're looking at compassion and generosity mm-hmm. as inherently good. Okay, so let's translate this. To, we're we're going to get so spicy. Um, we're going to get... People are going to get heated, and I'm sorry. We're, we're going to show our true colors a little bit here. Um, I don't
0: know how to explain to you that you should care about other humans. Well,
1: it, fucking exactly. When people who make $200,000 a year go ahead and vote conservative because... Lower tax rates. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I've got health insurance. Why do I care about pharma care for everybody else? Mm -hmm. I had to work for my money. Why should they get universal basic income? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Gas works just fine for me. Why should we invest in clean energy? Yeah. My wife didn't want or need an abortion. Why should abortion be available for anyone else? Yeah. That's the mindset coming from that Voting base, right? Yep. Okay. Would Frodo or Gandalf say that? No,
0: they would not.
1: Would Sauron say that?
0: Fuck yes, Sauron would say
1: that. I'm not saying you take your morality from fiction. Yeah. I'm not saying you believe what you see in fiction, or read in fiction. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is you can use... The questions fiction poses as questions in your own life to make beneficial choices. What would I do in that case? How do I feel about what's happening?
0: Uh-huh.
1: How do you feel about Matt and Because Badly.
0: Very badly. Well,
1: right. But if you're someone reading the books and saying, no, that's fine. Well then
0: you need to question your behaviors because she literally pushed him to the bed with a knife at his throat. And if you don't think that's fucking sexual assault, I, I don't know how to explain that to you, cause like it just fucking is.
1: So even if you're reading it from that side, you need to be able to look at yourself and ask, How do I feel about that? And let what it time was that at? Sixteen minutes. I'm gonna
0: put a trigger warning in.
1: That's fair. Um it gives you a framework to address the questions in your own life. And we can't ignore that because when we create content around this and have these discussions, it makes it easier for people to do this, which I believe makes it easier to live a moral life. Yes. Which,
0: Or at least help define your own morality if you don't know. Mm-hmm. This question are the tools to question ourselves and the world around us.
1: And those are really fucking important tools if you're going to live a good life, isn't yeah. So, this is why we're doing these things. Mm-hmm. Because we're also, ch- it's fun. It, 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 of course, it's fun. We love nerding out, but like, <laughs> God, I feel like I'm, uh, I don't know. I just feel the need to justify it, and I think it can be really important.
0: No mm-hmm. well, super fair. And like, these are learned and practiced skills. If you don't, practice these skills you're not going to be able to use them in real life so like i think you need to critically be analyzing the things that you read the thing you consume in the media because there are four agents of socialization there's school there's family there's friends and there's media it's one of the four one of the big ones you need to be critical of the media that you're consuming because it influences you regardless of whether you realize it or not.
1: And I think it behooves the ruling class to individualize us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To try and just break us down into consumers that will work as cogs.
0: That's true. You need to make sure you're not being taken advantage of.
1: And But then don't socialize and don't ask these questions. and don't. They, they want us to not think about things because it just makes us quieter mm-hmm. and so fuck that
0: we're gonna be loud and tonight we're gonna be loud about the wheel of time
1: time to critically engage with some robert fucking jordan
0: indeed so after our episode last time i made a list about all the shit that we talked about after that episode because we kept saying oh i wish we had talked about this <laughs> so i think we're just gonna work down a list
2: Let's Does that do it? work for you? Yeah.
0: Taxation in the two rivers. I'm going to let you take this one, champ. Okay. You can also tie it to geography in the two r- rivers. Sheep and tobacco?
1: Yeah, that's a confusing one. Because, like, sheep...
0: Because tobacco is more of, like, a Cuba climate.
1: Right. Well, tobacco is, yeah, tropical, right? Mm-hmm. It's equatorial. Mm-hmm. Whereas sheep are, like...
0: Although there's people, like, where we live that grow tobacco. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Strange. It's probably not very good.
0: I was going to say, it's probably <laughs> been... Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not cigar level, certainly. Um, but it might have been bred specifically so that it can survive in a colder climate. Mm. Or have a shorter growing season. I don't know.
1: But then, like, where do we think about sheep being from? Scotland! Yeah, Britain, right? Wales. Wales and Scotland. And that's a very different climate than... The primo tobacco locations, right? So how do some alpacas. Like, yeah, how did Yeah Alpacas would have been totally okay? <clears throat> would have been totally fine. Would have been a little bit Peruvian. It would've been nice. I was the oh, Fuck. Thank you. <laughs> that would have <laughs> I been you. perfect.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine having alpacas? It's <laughs> the wheel of time.
1: No, think about it. You start out with uh, chapter one of Eye of the World, and you're like, "Oh, look, they're in the Shire." Bella and... is an alpaca. Oh hell yeah! You know, uh, oh, well, Bella would have to like spit on someone during the last battle. <laughs> like she, she just trots on by the <laughs> I was gonna say she trots on by demand and just spits at him.
0: <laughs> After lands gutted him, no, beheaded him.
1: But yeah, their two main industries don't make a lot of sense being in the same place.
0: Mm.
1: Which is, like...
0: Correct us if we're wrong. Neither of us are agricultural people.
1: Yeah, if you're listening, do you live somewhere where there's, like, really good wool production and really good tobacco production? It's got to be really good. Because, like, Two Rivers is top-tier everything, right? Because, of course, that's where the main characters are from.
0: I don't think their wool is top-tier. I think it's just the
1: tobacco. Okay. But... So are their um, archers. Yeah. And so are the fact that a bunch of them are apparently of royal blood.
0: And channelers.
1: And channelers and Taviran and unusual amounts of everything. So anyway.
0: not unusual to be great
1: at everything. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck is the ecozone of the two rivers? Now, we come to the contentious part. And I've been itching to get at this since I shit y'all not. If you've been listening this whole time, you might remember. I've been itching to go at this since episode fucking two. In correct me if I'm wrong, September twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay. We have maybe
0: late August.
1: We have elected mayors in the two in the two rivers. Right. There. There, there is a head of municipal government.
2: Mm -hmm. Who is
1: elected. Yes? Yes. And that is their full-time position. Right? Yeah. So they must be getting income from that somehow.
0: No, because he owns an inn. Okay. That's his job. He doesn't have to be getting money as mayor. He's an innkeeper. That's where he makes his money.
1: And so... Then the stuff he buys as mayor and, like, when he gets peddlers and gleaming in and stuff, when he buys mm-hmm. stuff for the city, does that come out of his own pocket then? Is he just donating that money as a local business owner? Because that would be strangely altruistic. And I kind of doubt it. Yeah. So there must be a city fund of some kind. Funded by what?
0: <laughs> Taxation? <laughs>
1: Taxation. My thesis being, there's probably not any sort of harmonized fucking sales tax or anything, right? But they're probably property taxes.
0: Or he goes around with a hat and does like fundraising.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd be here for that.
0: Can Brad Oliveira go fundraising to bring fucking Gleeman to the two rivers?
1: every single year, Senbui gives him the Randland equivalent of a single penny as a donation.
0: We don't even have pennies in Canada anymore.
1: Yeah, that's true. Too expensive to make.
0: They only exist electronically.
1: Which is bullshit. We should just round. Anyway.
0: I feel like they find a way to round everybody down.
1: My... Yeah. That's true. Um... My theory is that there are property taxes. Mm-hmm. If you own property as a resident of the two rivers, like if you own a farm like the Althors,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or you own uh, a smithy like the uh, the Lewins,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you pay a certain amount of money every year into this city fund managed by Bran Alveer. Yep. Um... To be allowed to be a resident. Yeah. So... So
0: are you implying that they would evict them for not... Pay? That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so my point is that then, essentially, Bran Alvier is charging them rent. Which means Bran Alvier is not just an innkeeper, but he's a fucking landlord. And Bran Alvier gets the fucking guillotine, and I don't care how much I like his daughter.
0: That is... no. No. <laughs> I forgot why I'm so opposed to this topic, because so he takes it this far.
1: Okay, also...
0: They would not kick them out of the two rivers. They all own their own land. Do they? Yeah, they talk about it.
2: Oh. And
0: it's also just the fucking woods. If there's not a farm there, if you want to go cut down all the fucking trees and make a farm, you just go fucking cut down all the trees and make a farm.
1: Okay. So suppose what I'm confused by in this case is that they've got early feudal economic relations and, like, monopoly capitalist political relations. And that's very confusing when they're an autonomous state underneath a monarchy.
0: Can you explain what all of that means? Because I don't think everybody, including myself, understood all of those terms.
1: So the ability to own... Producing land just as a person um, within mm. a certain uh, blah, 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 ge- geographically and politically defined area. Right? Yes, because
0: there's boundary line disputes. Perrin deals with them.
1: Right. And so that's like few, uh, um, feudal lord versus peasant relations in the feudal era. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So that's existing there. But in that time, we also had kings and queens and dukes and duchesses and empires and shit.
0: So feudal economy.
1: Right? Feudal economy.
0: I just wanted you to define those terms.
1: And then, politically speaking, they're run by dual councils and an elected mayor, which that is... That's how things run in capitalism. Mm -hmm. It didn't run that way Pre-capitalism, to my knowledge, right? And so you've got these very disparate systems of one governing the politics and one governing the economy, and realistically, that doesn't work.
0: Do you ever think about the fact that historically we're all we are all just ruled by a bunch of fucking inbreds?
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: that makes no goddamn evolutionary
1: sense. And we technically still are.
0: They all just be dead because they were so
1: brave. If they don't pay taxes, then the way the two rivers runs makes no sense to me. I think that's my point.
0: That's legit. I'd say so. I'd, I'd say that's probably legit.
1: That was taxes in the two rivers. That that was our first point.
0: Yeah, and we talked about the geography. Yes. Um.
1: Because so, sheep that smoke.
0: So I have social organization of Aes Sedai, Aiel, Kin, Seafolk, and Sharns.
1: Poor Jesus. Can you see the first thing again? Aes
0: Sedai, social no, organization. Social
1: organization. Want to take the lead on that one? I've been talking for a while.
0: Yeah, so the social organization of all of these groups is so completely disparate. It makes no sense. So the Aes Sedai, they do their social organization by strengthening the power. That's their Mm -hmm. main focus. Obviously other factors come into that when you're at a similar strength level, such as how long you've been in Aes Sedai, how long it took you to attain the ring, the shawl, etc. But it's mostly based on strength. So they're just in a who could beat up who one. They're measuring biceps to see who's in charge. Like, they're measuring dicks to see who's in charge. Gotta do it for the fans.
1: They're measuring Dick Mountains to see who's in charge. (gasps)
0: Shout out to the White Tower podcast. And that's whatever. It's weird.
1: But but in and of itself, it's fine.
0: Yeah. And then we move towards the Iel. So the Wise Ones, Mm -hmm. specifically. They kind of order, and not, actually not just the Wise Ones. They all kind of order themselves by who's best. At the job, which I think is the best way to do it, personally. But, but
1: we could see that as being mm-hmm. analogous to strengthen the power, though. Yeah. So that's not super different yet, but.
0: No, because it it's literally for everybody. Like the wise one, whose name I'm blanking on, the really old one. Amos. No, oh. A- Amos is like young. Oh. Starts an S and can barely channel. Oh. Ah. Rip. I'm gonna Google it. All right. But her, she has like little to none strength and power, mm-hmm. and she's like the the wise one that's in charge because she's the best at being a wise one. No, no, sorry. And my we p- also get the same thing with like the chiefs and things. N- not chiefs. What are they called? Are the chiefs clan chiefs? I yeah, think clan so. chiefs. Okay, but, okay. We the clan.
1: But my point is that the Aiel socially organizing by who's best at the job. Yeah. Is a little bit the same as the Ais Sedai specifically. Organizing themselves based on who's strongest in the power. Because theoretically, who's strongest in the power should also be most effective at the job. Do you know what I mean?
0: Not necessarily, though. No? Because, like, it depends on the Aja. So, like, if we're looking at browns, strength and power doesn't mean shit. I
1: suppose not.
0: Same with the whites. Mm -hmm. Greens, I could see it being organized that way. Blues, Mm -hmm. it... They all have their own separate missions, and that's kind of just their thing.
1: Reds could certainly be.
0: Yes, reds c- certainly could be. Who am I saying? Yellow could be.
1: Blacks probably could be. Yes, definitely would be. <laughs> I mean, the Aja that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yellows, well, I would I say I definitely, because the better you are at healing, the better you are at your job as a healer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I guess in some ways. Have, yeah. But not across Soralia.
0: the board. There
1: you go. That was her name. I
0: had to Google, wise one Aiel oldest to <laughs> find that? And I thought that that would probably be kind of funny.
1: So, okay. But they're organizing themselves based on who's best at the job.
0: Yeah. So, like, who has, you know, like, who gets the promotion based on who did the, the job the best, you know?
1: Beautiful utopian free market capitalism. No. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Geez. And then there's the fucking kin. Who, from what they saw in the tower as novices and accepted, go, oh yeah, I, I said I ordered themselves by age. And it's like, well, that's not true <laughs> 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 at all. But they believed it, so that's what they did. They're ordered by age. So you have people that are like 600 and something, and then you have the little, little wee ones at the bottom. And they have a council formed of the eldest. It's only the eldest that are actually in the city, so it's not a full-time position. I'd say they're kind of ruled in an oligarchy kind of style. I getcha. Ruling council. Nobles. Seafolk. Seafolk are like Aiel. Mm. Based on on who's best at the job.
1: Mm. Could we argue, though, that being best at the job for a windfinder
0: Mm.
1: would be tied to how strong you are in the power to a certain extent?
0: Yes, but... Not necessarily, because it's kind of just who you end up with, and okay. you follow them all the way, and if something happens to them, you go with them. You're tied to that specific crew. Okay. And I would say the people that are really successful sea folk, it mm-hmm. kind of depends more on the captain.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: That Than it does on the windfinder.
1: Yeah. No, 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 I get you. If you're part of the crew of... A a big captain. Yeah. That's what matters on your resume, not what you did necessarily. Yeah. It's not what you do, it's who you know.
0: Yeah. So, sea folk, kind of by quality, and then we have them being organized by, or being tied to their captains in terms of that. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Sharans. And the Sharans are so fucked up. (laughs) They are so fucked up. Go off, queen. The Sharans have breeding camps for channelers.
1: smart continue
0: so all channelers live in these tiny closed off towns and within these towns they all have tattooed faces or whatever so they can be recognized and as soon as a baby's born it gets like tattooed and then women are just raised in that community and they stay in that community Mm -hmm. boys are raised to a certain age but they're like completely ignored they're basically feral like so there's these crazy feral channelers and then they have all these crazy birthing charts it's like the handmaid's tale Ooh. like for what bloodlines are related to what bloodline. so they'll take this male drive him to a separate community they'll get him to you know fuck somebody until she's pregnant they'll make sure she's pregnant and then they take him somewhere maybe another community but eventually they just kill him before he's able to really channel but he has the genetics Which means that his children will also be able to channel.
1: I should have known that it wouldn't be good when she said, It's like the Handmaid's Tale. That should have set the red flag off right away.
0: Yes. But with the Sharns, there's also like a king and queen kind of thing. And the channelers are called the Ayad. Um, And the only people that live in the Ayad are in the palace with the king and queen people Mm -hmm. are the Ayad. And they kind of control them. So every seven years, one of them dies. So like, and it can be in different cycles and stuff. But the queen will die every seven years. The king will die every seven years. And they replace it as soon as they die.
1: That overlap is so weird.
0: Yeah, so it's not always with the same peoples and stuff. And (laughs) the person who's been alive for the longest is the actual ruler.
1: That's so weird.
0: It's so weird. But anyways, so they do that, and the Ayad probably just control the entire country, but they do it through the king and queen, so nobody knows, because they portray
1: themselves as servants.
0: So weird. Yeah. Shards are fucked up.
1: But that's actually a little bit like um, a particular city-state in Thomas Covenant. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name for it now, but it was... In book five, uh, The One Tree, I think. Yeah, The One Tree. Um, where he's on a giant ship, and they end up in a desert place with a sand palace. And they just keep breeding um, one monarch at a time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the Grand Vizier is an immortal sorcerer who just lives and serves as an advisor for um, the monarch. Yeah, But then as soon as the monarch starts to think... Wait, I'm in charge. I should decide everything. Whoops, a little accident happens. Mm-hmm. He's dead. His little brother has to take over until his little brother gets too big and says, wait, aren't I in charge? And the... Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Fair enough.
0: Um, That was the last on that list. Do we have anything else to say about the social organization of those groups?
1: Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of cases, I get why they developed so differently. Because mm-hmm. um, that's one of my gripes from the past episode is yeah. how I, I was talking how quite a bit about how
0: things were. When They're they, they had
1: no re- reason to be. Yeah. Um,
0: the Aiel and the folk. it totally makes sense that they would organize themselves by who's best at the job because right. they had such difficult environments to deal with. They needed to be functional in this way.
1: Right. So there's a reason that their cultures developed the same way without Mm -hmm. contact, right? Uh huh.
0: Bias to die. Probably a result of having to deal with men who could channel, gentle them, things like that. Men are generally stronger than women in the power. So you always got to
1: put your strongest forward, right? You got to put
0: your strongest forward in terms of sheer, like, bulk, which is why they measured dicks.
1: So this is what I'm looking for more. With Robert Jordan is...
0: The kin, because they learned it from the Aes Sedai. But they learned it wrong. And then the Sharans are whatever the fuck the Sharans are.
1: But they are separated from all those other cultures. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So there's no reason they couldn't have developed so differently. And this is what I'm saying I want more from Robert Jordan. Is that things are different Mm -hmm. in logical ways. Yeah, There's reasons that things develop so disparately. Mm -hmm. And it's internally consistent and follows logic. Yeah. Okay, I dig that. There are a lot of places where he doesn't show it. But we ripped on him for most of last episode. So I think if we conclude that he did this one pretty well. That's maybe a good thing.
0: It'll, it'll look better at us. For mm-hmm. us. For when, Her- <coughs> for when Harriet finds us eventually.
1: Harriet just ripping <laughs> vapes one night. Scrolling, <laughs> through, scrolling through Twitter. The weed of... T- Holy fuck click.
0: She would hate us, I think.
1: I I honestly don't know enough about Harriet to know what she would think. I about think this. we
0: just kind of rip this to shreds sometimes.
1: I'm sorry, Ms. McDougal. <laughs> um, they're Mrs. McDougal. Uh, yeah, my bad.
0: All right, so our next point is lingo culture. So lingo culture is a term that refers to language that develops within a specific geographic area. <laughs> so, for example, there's words that. Like Dang and I grew up really far apart from each other. Still in the same province, but it's a big fucking province. Um,
1: we, we 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 grew up very far apart, though. Like yeah, further apart than some European countries. Yes, <laughs> and further apart than some U.S. states. Like
0: yeah, we're Canada's big, um,
1: especially Ontario. Big, yeah, big dick country. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's a weird one.
1: Limp dick country. Sure, um, sucks.
0: It does. Um, yeah, so, like, Dang has words that he uses and different terms for the same things that I never heard growing up. And, and so, for like, a long time st- I had a
1: different accent, too.
0: Yeah, he, he still sounds like a hoser when he gets really drunk. Anyway. Um, but, like, I would always call it, you know, snowmobiling. And everyone in Northern Ontario that I've met snow says machining. snow machining.
1: Um, a big, a big one in, um, in the city of Thunder Bay, Mm. um, which I happen to know is, um, pack sack.
0: Oh yeah.
1: When you mean backpack or
0: pack sack. I forgot about pack sack. Pack
1: sack's a bad one. Another one is in Northern Ontario, you would call it a camp or a cabin. And in Southern Ontario, you call it a cottage. So like, have
0: also got different energy.
1: They, they do, but they more often than not mean the same thing, yeah. which is strange. Anyway, um, but yeah, language culture, where, where you grow up gives you Words. different, even within yeah. the same language gives you dialectal variation, dialectal yeah. variation. Yes.
0: And I think we're seeing this less as, you know, globalization and the internet really
1: consolidate,
0: consolidate. Yeah. That's a good word. yeah uh, <laughs> But it is unique And we can see this pretty well in the Wheel of Time It's a little caricature
1: mm. But
0: especially with the tyrants and Swan <laughs> But we can see different terms Different ways of speaking the same language mm. That I think are pretty well good. done and realistic Yeah, like Ileander accents You do be like that sort of stuff
1: yeah, you know what? The ones where it's just changing word. The ones where it's changing word choice and meaning and yeah. grammar, a lot of those ones seem pretty good to me. Yeah. Could seem pretty genuine. Yeah. In the way that, like, someone could. uh, J.K. Rowling did a really good job with some of the accents in Harry mm, Potter.
0: Like, Hagrid's.
1: She did very good with Hagrid's accent. She did a very poor job with
0: the French, the
1: French and Bulgarian accents. Yeah, in terms of just phoneticizing them. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think Robert Jordan does a very good accent, written down. He does, right? I don't think he does great slang. No, I think all
0: his swear words are kind of dumb.
1: Yeah, no, they're all really silly, and like we love them, and they're cute, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But those are not good. <laughs>
0: In Malazan, the swear words are amazing.
1: They're amazing. Amazing.
0: Venier's balls! Yeah. That's the god of war. Like...
1: Yeah, they swear by the genitals of gods and shit. Hood's like, breath. That's death's, death's breath, breath, essentially. Hell's bells, like, mm-hmm. basically. Anyway. <laughs> Blood and bloody ashes and...
0: Mother's milk in a cup.
1: Um, Son of a shepherd's boil. It's all really... It's tame. It's cartoonish. And I think Swan's slang regarding fish...
0: It's really over-exaggerated.
1: Post-book three. Mm -hmm. I think, like, up to book three, I'm like, you think, it's campy, and it's, Mm. but I like it. It's good. And then he just keeps doing it, and it doesn't get better, and it's like, oh, okay...
0: If anything it's more frequent
1: Yeah we warned you about this last book It's worse this book Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry but you're going to lip sync for your life no! Robert Jordan lip syncing against Terry Goodkind Epic rap battle of history
0: It wouldn't even be close No it fucking
1: wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a really really well done Verse and then just it Terry just Goodkind be... saying Nipples
0: Fuck You really want to like match people You gotta put Robert Jordan up against Steven Erickson and Ian Esselmont up against Terry Goodkind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty true. (laughs) That sounds pretty legit. Boom. Roasted. Speaking of roasting fantasy authors, I'm really excited for when a patron requests a bonus episode on The Inheritance Cycle.
0: Oh, we're gonna go
1: off. I don't think I'm gonna smoke weed that night. I think I'm just gonna drink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to rewatch the movie first?
1: Yeah. Yeah. To no. Feel
0: your hate fires?
1: No, but yeah, yeah.
0: We did that once.
1: I can't believe Jeremy Irons was in that. I feel so bad for him.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> but we did that once. We um
1: We rewatched it.
0: We rewatched it. We're like, it can't possibly be as bad as we think. And then it was even worse. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was rough. It was it was all just terrible. I feel anyway. like it'd be more fun high because then you're just, like, making fun of it instead of suffering.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I, to summarize my point, um, his, his phoneticizing of um, accents was really good. I think his slang and curse words were... Colloquialisms. His colloquialisms were weak. Yeah. And that's just... I don't know. That's my job. point. But uh, you have anything to say on language culture outside of that?
0: No, just that that is a thing, and I think it's interesting.
1: I just pitched a popcorn kernel, fam.
0: He did it. Fucking whipped. All right. So now I have a tweet um, from at Mr. Oh, Mister Cramage, otherwise known as Oshman Mark, uh, regarding our last episode. Oh, cool. I don't think everyone has the same faith. The people who live on Tremalking, I believe, who commit mass suicide, obviously have a different religious belief. What about Sharans? The various faiths may all contain the same creator, but so do three of our major religions. Which I thought was a really good point. That is
1: a good point. Um, I'm going to say, in part, Tremalking kind of shouldn't count.
0: Yeah. Because it's so isolated.
1: I was going to say, at, at that level of isolation.
0: But we even see that with the Shan. And they've been separated for 1,000, 2,000 years? It would be so uh, fucked up if it was only a 1,000 because, like, there's people that are, like, 600 and something.
1: Yeah, so they could damn near have been there. Aha! Uh-huh. I think part of it is that the culture of Shan, Shan was developed by a colonial takeover from Randland forces. That's true. they brought the
0: beliefs, beliefs they had already privately developed over there.
1: So, so if the beliefs of Randland and Shandar developed in the same way, that's not very far-fetched. Yeah. In the same way that like, there are some specifically North American uh, denominations of Christianity. Mm -hmm. They're not that far from Anglican. Yeah. They're not that far from Catholic.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Right. It's. It's still within an umbrella of the same faith. Yeah. Now, Sharins. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, know about what they em- believe. Yeah, I don't know if we know enough about them to say. Although I we think apparently, their king
0: queen figures are like gods, maybe like Egyptian pharaoh kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure. I do kind of hate that trend in um, fantasy. Yeah, where you've got this world. That's... And they
0: had like the prophecy guy that was Demandrid.
1: Oh yeah, um, but you've got this western, and yeah. I say like geographically western
2: mm-hmm.
1: set of kingdoms where everything is normal to our yeah. world, right? Quote if you unquote. Look at normal. the
0: map of the world that is Randland. Shanchan is the Americas.
1: Randland the Land is of Madmen
0: is Australia. There's no Africa. Randland is Europe and Shara slash kind of the aisle waste yeah Shara and the I waste are asia. asia
1: and this is my point is that they structure it like europe yeah and so what you get is oh then there's those people way out east mm-hmm. who worship their emperor as a god and are all brainwashed hive mind mm-hmm. like can we can we please stop world building orientalism into fantasy yeah can we please stop that hmm Tolkien did it. Robert yeah. Jordan did it. Yep. Fucking Terry Goodkind did it.
0: Yep. Did he ever.
1: Tad Williams sort of didn't. He's left everything ambiguous enough that it's not really. Um, you know there's lands out there, but yeah. he hasn't ascribed anything to them.
0: George R.R. R. Martin did no. Yes, he did. Was that to the east? I thought it was to the west.
1: Well, there, there's Essos. Um, yeah. Way out here. Okay. Um, on the far, we've got a map of the Dothraki yeah. Sea. Sorry, Dothraki Sea, right here. Yeah. Um, you see the mountains on the far east side there. Yes. On the other side is where the Red Priestess comes from. Okay. That's where the shadow is. And that's, that's the too- shadowy eastern realm where they're bringing okay. the new religion in. That's very scary.
0: But if we're looking at the world map, is that east of Westeros? Or is yes, that east- it is. Okay. Okay.
1: Sorry, I. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no um, If you look over the bookshelves at the world oh, map... Oh, yeah,
0: I couldn't remember where a big map was.
1: It's at the far east side of that, too. Oh, okay, They cut yeah, off yeah, at yeah. about the same place. Yeah, I see. So you've still got, oh, on the other side of those mountains in the far east, there's the shadow. Yeah. And we don't go there. They believe scary things, and they've got mm. a new religion. And it's... Yeah. Please, please, especially if you're a fucking white North American or European fantasy author...
0: Try going in any other can, direction. Can you
1: please not fucking world build uh, can you do orientalism north to in south?
0: there?
1: Do it north to north to south like fucking Garth Nix did with Amorzen.
0: Make your map, and then flip it.
1: Or like Tad Williams did with Shadow March. Mm. Also, make your map and flip it. That's a cool idea. And now I'm just imagining the map of Astora if we flipped it, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. For the people who. Um, haven't been listening to it um, because we don't have access, aren't patrons. Um, That's a reference to our Dungeons & Dragons side series because we've got a shamelessly Mm self-plug. Hell yeah. That's the great thing about running a stoned podcast. Everything can be shameless. Who fucking cares? I'm high. Yeah. Anyway. um, So back more specifically to the prompt, I so I do Religions. think
0: we go on tangents. That's what yeah. we do. It's what the people are here for.
1: We have a believable level of it's all the same faith. Yeah. Um, based on relative isolation. Hmm. Um. So I I don't think that's Or at a, least
0: slight variations of the same faith.
1: I don't think that's a super uh perfect like refutation of anything we said yep. on Ashman Mark's part for the yeah. first bit of that, but. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of the disparity that we see is just differences in how these kind of legends were interpreted. So, like, if we look at the white cloaks, you could argue that just because they are so different, you could say, oh, well, they have a different religion than the eyes die." They don't. They've just interpreted it differently.
1: And I, I, uh, I suppose a refutation to that is like... Well, what about the Abrahamic religions quote unquote you know Judaism, Islam, and Christianity mm-hmm. they're just different interpretations of well, but and they're not That's through, yeah we can I, see
0: it through history too
1: what I was I, I was just going to okay, say okay. that like they're not though they're not just different interpretations they're starting from fundamentally different points right yeah. they disagree on who is the relevant person of focus yeah. They agree on certain aspects of history, but um, I don't know if you know this, but they basically all started in the same place. So, mm-hmm. of course, they would take the same view of history initially. Yeah. Because but... they're in the same location. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're not really talking about differences between... Our, our comparisons to the different cultures and the way they think mm-hmm. about the creator and the dark one, it's not like comparing the Abrahamic religions. Yeah. It's more like comparing...
0: Militant mm. crusading Christianity to like and a United Church that's open. The, the is, Unitary
1: yeah. Fellowship Church, right? Yeah. Or what I was going to say is like Sunni and Shiite. Yeah. Um, and I'm stepping way above my pay grade here, but I'm going to make some comparisons that I know some things about. And if I fuck it up, I'm so sorry. You you can call me out. I'd like to learn. But like Sunni Shiite Ba'athist kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, that's all still under one larger umbrella those are different interpretations and that's more like what we're comparing it to yeah sects of christianity and sects of islam and Mm -hmm. sects of judaism right yeah um they're not different things they're just slight variations
0: yeah it's it's like language cultures it's not english and fucking korean it's it's Northern Ontario and Southern Ontario English. It's, it's
1: Northern Ontario versus fucking Newfie. Yeah. Or. Well. Or, or not get it, it started on Newfies. It, it's even Quebecois versus Metropolitan French.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Fuck. Which th- that's...
0: Is literally just a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> oh, <there you laughs> For
1: go. Quebec, it, you just add more marbles. <laughs> it's Danish to Norwegian. Yeah. It's German to Dutch. Yeah. There, there we go. We're getting it now. Yeah. The language culture comparison works well in this household. It does. We're a a polyglot aspirant house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. Although I'm mostly just focused on French. All right. So, next point. Masima is the prophet, and Rand is Jesus. As that allegory and metaphor kind of thing.
1: Well, first of all, Rand is Jesus. Yeah. That's just like... Rand they can put Jesus. that shit on Wikipedia Matt in the summary of Odin the book.
0: Odin and, Perrin and is Thor. Thor,
1: yeah. It, but they all live in in a Buddhist world. It's like <laughs>
0: it's it's
1: it's really really blatant.
0: When you hear people say, "Yeah, Robert Jordan takes a lot of inspiration from a diff- bunch of different religions," you really don't think about exactly how much
1: and like how, and how cartoonishly he pasted it in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh
0: my god, it's like copying, pasting an essay and then just writing the. Ways to get between them.
1: No, seriously, though. And like sometimes with the But you're lands... right,
0: that was really well. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but I. It's like in the borderlands, we get this sometimes where, okay, these people look like they're Bulgarian, but their names are Spanish and their style is very Polynesian.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you move one country over and it's like, damn, those are some Slavic ass names. Their hairstyles, incredibly African. Their culture, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like he just, it felt like he had a roulette board and a, like a dart board with a bunch oh, of yeah. options on it. I think it we talked about it. this last time, it, honestly. It's so slap and dash sometimes. It is. Um,
0: I think we talked about this a lot.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we, we can go back. I get back um, on track.
0: But yeah, prophet. All right. So Masima is a prophet. Right. Yeah. It's Jesus. You know more about Christianity than me, obviously. Is there a specific prophet that we could kind of compare
1: Mesima to? Ooh. You're overestimating how much I remember. Uh, I shouldn't say how much I remember. I remember everything. You're- it would have
0: been better if Nosmo was here, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're overestimating how much attention I paid in church.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: I didn't like it there. I wonder why. It was scary. Anyway. Yeah. Um. I don't know if there's a specific <sighs> I guess I'm trying to think about like the Jesus comparison specifically. Yeah. Because I don't know if there was a huge false prophet in the New Testament when Jesus was around.
0: It didn't even have to be a false prophet,
1: but like if there was a real prophet,
0: even. I
1: yeah. mean, well, there were prophets, certainly. Yeah. There was Especially, like prophets of Jesus.
0: Or somebody going around saying, Hey, Look at this Jesus guy.
1: That's what his disciples were for, though. And okay, they were just there so, was twelve of them, and they were always there with him. Okay, so they so like,
0: seem like the disciples, except a little so like bit. But he marriage. went fucking rogue. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he did, and
1: not in a Judas Iscariot kind of way. Like, oh, fuck, I can watch fuck!
0: I love uh, social analysis,
1: <laughs> but like, I don't know. You know what? You know we have a lot of American listeners. Yep. Um we we've had American guests on the show. We've got American patrons we Guest. talk with a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um we've had Nospo. <laughs>
0: She's was born in Canada, but I suppose she does have dual citizenship.
1: Anyway, um She should give that up. <laughs> my my point is, um you will know more about Christianity than I do because I'm I've been heretically lapsed for years
0: i brought him to the dark side the non-believing side i didn't actually i actually was pretty good about respecting your religion
1: yeah you're just kind of
0: with me when you're like i can't justify this anymore yeah i know too much about science
1: but anyway um i don't remember enough about the prophets surrounding jesus specifically to say like
0: I can't believe Nospo is missing her time to shine. No,
1: I know, right? She'd so, so good at this. If you're an American listener, please get at us on Twitter. Uh, if, you're, if you're just a better Christian listener, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, if you know prophets, what um, what prophet does Masima make you think of?
1: Yeah, in terms of a God or a Jesus prophet analogy. Yeah. Um, but get yeah. at us because we don't know.
0: Rand is Jesus. He performs miracles.
1: Yeah, like we Zenoran especially get that post Dragon Mount epiphany. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, the like, fucking apple orchard. I was just gonna say when he walked through, going to that town and fixing all of the food.
1: Yeah, touching it and all of a sudden it's good now. Everyone yeah. can eat and yeah, he just goes. F-
0: only the good Taviran shit starts happening. It's awesome.
1: Hey, do you do you, uh, listeners? Do you want a teaser of one of our patron only side uh, side series? Uh, ranting and raving, mm-hmm. where we just argue up and rant about random shit. Um, I'd like to right now, cause we're talking about Christian things. There's a plot hole in the Bible oh, that yeah. I don't think it's addressed enough. <laughs> and it's that scene in, I don't remember which book, but I, it was in the New Testament where, uh, the devil took on human form and came to earth to talk to Jesus and he lured him out into the desert. And tempted him. It's tempted Jesus for...
0: This sounds like a video you show Christian kids so they don't get molested. Pfft. Remember no. that video they used to make us watch in school no, where yeah. there was a slide in the tunnel and it was like her know. uncle or something? Yeah,
1: it was bad. But anyway, um, oh, back to less dark things. I
0: every year he so I t- kept being in split classes. He
1: was tempting Jesus to come over to the devil side yeah. for I think it was days out there or something. It was like a long-ass time out in the desert where he just tempted Jesus. He was like, I'll give you this if you come to my side. I'll give you this if you come to my side.
0: I'll let you touch this ass if but, you come to my side.
1: Mm, it's good as hell. To, oh, oh, okay. You'll
0: remember the statue in Cuba. Yes. I let do. you touch these biceps if you come to this We side. found
1: a ripped statue of the devil at one point. It was
0: at the House of Rum. Yes. The House of Rum is a public thing in Veradero.
1: Anyway, um... We, <laughs> it's a uh, statue. Anyway, um... The, the point of this whole temptation thing was the devil would essentially offer I will let you be king of the world if you forsake your father and come mm-hmm. to my side. Yeah. Okay. So here's the fucking... Do you think
0: Christianity's, like, post-Jesus is all just about making children obedient?
1: No. Oh. Okay. But I do think... That Jesus was already king of the entire world. Mm. People recognized that, he recognized that, and the big guy upstairs recognized that. He was already king of the entire world. Why was that the devil's big seller? Why was it like, I'll make you king of the world, he said to the king of the world with an omnipotent dad. How is the devil that fucking dumb?
0: Why was Jesus the king of the world?
1: He just is.
0: North America hadn't even been fucking discovered yet, except for by indigenous people. That's the biggest plot hole in most fucking Is the idea that religions. he was king of the world? Well, <laughs> it's a plot hole in most religions, like animals that they didn't fucking list on the Ark that exist in North America and fucking mm. Australia, that sort of shit. But like... Most religions, like they talk about, oh, God said this about the entire world and list like eight million places. And oh, look, they listed nothing in North America and or Australia,
1: few things in Asia, yes, like well, uh, East Asia, yeah.
0: I said Eurasian religions, so I was oh, okay, including yeah. Asian ones in there. So that was just... I just
1: find sometimes there's very, yeah, there's variants of Christianity in which it just kind mm-hmm. of forgets that like Asia was around,
0: yeah. They were chill. (laughs) Anyway. They weren't um, engaged in, you know. They
1: they were just sitting there thinking about what it means to be alive, you
0: know. They weren't engaged in voracious imperialism.
1: And colonialism.
0: Yeah. Well, Japan was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) There I said it.
0: That's a toasty hot take.
1: Anyway. um, right though. (laughs) uh, (coughs) Jesus prophet, maybe yeah um anyway there's there's big ass plot holes in the bible
0: yeah anyways
1: big ass plot holes
0: usually like nospo would have been here i wish nospo was here for you to talk about that too cuz like i'm just like he was king of the world he was tempted by the devil this is all new information yeah, i never like, had to go to church well, well, that's i thank the thing. my parents for
1: that jesus is king of the world because within this universe within bible canon God is omnipotent, so, like, mm-hmm. if he wants his son to be king of the world, mm. he's king of the world. What can we do about it kind of thing? Oh. Within its own internal logic, how can you stop him from being king of the world? I guess. What, what can- if
0: God didn't want him to be king of the world? God did, though. Oh. Okay.
1: God intended it. I see. King of kings. Lord All right. of lords. Emmanuel, you know. Oh, well, I'm going to some dark places and some repressed memories. Holy shit! I think shit. God
0: was just really wanted his son to do well in society, and then he just got killed, and then God got mad. <laughs> He's like, "Fine, fuck you, then. Fuck you, chicken strips." I don't know. I don't know fucking anything about Christianity. Like, it's bad. Um. Anyways, I yield cultural memories. Rudian.
1: You can lead that one.
0: So, if we're looking at this through a psychological lens, I think it's really interesting how these memories are known to specific people within the population. And the fact that The IEL people have such a high, you know, importance in their culture for honor and things like that. That's something that their ancestors did. Three thousand... Well, not three thousand, because they did follow the way for a while. Hmm. But, like, for, you know, thousand-something-plus years ago, they give a shit? (laughs) Like, why? You didn't fucking hurt anybody. You just... You stopped doing. You you changed your beliefs. Why is this enough to break you as a human being? You know.
1: Also, I'm just saying the fact that the song that they're looking for is not the the yeah is not the um, Oghir song, Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's been confirmed that it's not
0: is dumb. What song is
1: D U M B? Come on, just. Give us some fucking closure on something, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Let us have this.
0: Tell us who Nakomi is. Yeah, I want that more. Brandon honesty.
1: Sanderson. Jesus,
0: give it to us, Brandon.
1: Stop making three thousand word progress updates on Facebook and tell us who the fuck Nakomi is. Yeah. No one cares that you got you know a paragraph done in Stormlight today, and then you feel the need to write eight paragraphs about it on Facebook, and then do an eight hour stream. Like, fuck off, dude. Who the fuck is Nakomi?
0: Yeah. Um, <sighs> <sighs> sorry. No, that's, that's legit. And I think that we could almost understand these cultural memories through the idea of a collective consciousness that runs within some of the IEL.
2: Hmm. So,
0: like, the wise ones, clan chiefs, the ones that know these cultural memories, and now the entirety of the IEL. And I think... Actually... Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The causation of this. I think a large part of the causation of why the eye you'll give a shit Mm. is because the wise ones and the chiefs know they're ashamed. And, like, they knew recently enough that they were ashamed. And they transmit that to the rest of their culture.
2: Mm.
1: Putting
0: such an... Like emphasis on honor obligations They're like we need to do better than we did before
1: Yeah it's why And then they... it
0: breaks them when they find out
1: But it... Yeah Why Why they It's
0: a little seppuku ah, you yeah. know Yeah And that's the thing that people have done
1: The, the connection between Intergenerational Cultural Shame mm-hmm. And a semi-caste system, but a uh, fluid caste system based on honor and obligation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Those fit. hmm <laughs> The people in charge know something that you should be ashamed of. Yeah. So the entire society is about meeting shame and getting over it and, you know, not you, you know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This, uh, that's so logical. Yeah.
0: Is But I just thought it was interesting to talk about. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I had not thought about it that way, so I'm having this brain explosion moment. That's why I'm going on about it, because, like... Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. Holy shit. It's a good thought.
0: Um, Forms of government, democracy, monarchy, and oligarchy in the wheel of time.
1: So I touched on this a bit earlier, I suppose. Yeah. But the extent to which they overlap... Mm-hmm is confusing. That's legit. Because they're they're discrete results of uh, human development. Yeah. That developed in a set of circumstances for a specific reasons. Yeah. And when you remove them from those and just let them overlap in these weird ways mm-hmm. with no explanation for how they developed that way? Yeah. It's confusing. That's fair. I and, think... And, and sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. and I think it jumbles... Okay, when I say the setting, it's like what you feel the world around in the book looks and feels like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It ends up jumbling your perception of the setting to a certain mm. extent. Anyway.
0: Okay. Um, I think that most of the countries are oligarchy mixed with monarchy. So there is a established king or queen, mm-hmm. but there is a set of nobles that have power. So Tyr is a good example mm-hmm. of this. They have a king position, it never gets filled, but, and then they have a ruling class of l- high lords. And we have the same thing in Ilion, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, the main person, the big head honcho, the king of Ilion, and the Council of 9
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would argue that we have a similar situation with the Aes in the White Tower. It's not an yeah. inherited position, but they are kind of a monarch. Mm-hmm. Kings and queens would literally bow to them. Yeah. And then the hall would be the ruling council.
1: Mm -hmm. I I can see it. I definitely can.
0: Trying to think if there's more countries like that. With Andor and Karian, we get more into kind of a traditional monarchy. Where Mm -hmm. there's lords and ladies, there's nobility, but they don't necessarily have any power except for choosing. Or potentially choosing that. Nobility. Yeah,
1: it's their internal politics that shape the head of state. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a hidden level of politicking like we get in Game of Thrones or the Tudors. Yeah. Um, it's a monarchy, but behind closed doors it is a very chaotic monarchy. That's legit.
0: That's legit. But it's not
1: a very well-kept yeah. secret in Carrion Yeah, for certain.
0: Um, monarchies as well in the Borderlands. Mm-hmm like straight monarchies um democracy kind of among like the IELC folk kind of thing more a little not like fully democracy meritocracy
1: Mm, certainly yeah meritocracy but now what about the ogier
0: the ogier they're age-based I think but yeah, because they have the elders. Yeah, yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's an
1: ageist oligarchy. There,
0: yeah, right? I was just I was just thinking about it. Um, but yeah, ageist oligarchy. Uh, it, it,
1: it's interesting that they're.
0: Should we specify what these three terms mean?
1: What these what sorry?
0: What monarchy, oligarchy, and democracy mean in case people don't know?
1: Let's just err on the side of no, because okay. I wouldn't like to get too condescending. Explaining.
0: That's fair. If the you... one I'm worried about is oligarchy. Oligarchy. That's a little bit niche.
1: Okay. Yeah, it, you are ruled by a group of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, of of indeterminate size. Um, I'm pretty sure when I first heard it, I looked it up. Okay. If, if you
0: monarchy, kings and queens, yeah. democracy, elected. I'm trying to think of what other lands there. Are.
1: Yeah. And if any, of I, I, are I had a thing. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, the confusing thing about all this is that we have parts of the world in which. You have democracies underneath Mm non-democracies. Like, it wouldn't make a ton of sense if Canada had a king and queen and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And then...
0: Like, our entire federal government was kings and queens. But
1: then there's the ruling council of Ontario. Yeah. For no reason.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Ontario's got a parliament, but... Underneath a king and queen. That wouldn't yeah. make any sense, right? Neither so, did
0: constitutional monarchies. Fuck the British Empire.
1: Fuck the British Empire. Yeah, fuck constitutional monarchies in general, though. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Sweden, and I think a few other Scandinavian countries. We're a
0: constitutional monarchy. I know.
1: I've said fuck Canada, though, today, okay. haven't I? <laughs> That's
0: fair. I just wanted, because you immediately went to fuck Sweden, I was like, yes, but fuck
2: us
1: first. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, I just think a lot of people forget that. The beautiful social democracies of Scandinavia yeah. are also constitutional monarchies. imperialist oil monarchies. So anyway,
0: yeah. Um, on that note, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh, jeez. We always just what is the two of us? We always find a way to end it weird. Yeah.
1: Anyway, my point is that these things existing is fine, mm-hmm. but these things existing with no. Internal logic in weird, overlapping ways. Yeah, and feels as... sloppy and confusing.
0: Yeah. It's also not clear how they developed based on where they are in the world, because the world kind of had like a cultural reset in terms of country operating after Arthur Hawkwing. Yeah, because yeah. they were all, or at least the mainlands of Randland. So, like anything between the Earth Ocean and the Isle Waste, they they had a cultural reset because he took over. All of it.
1: Mm. And you know what's something else I kind of don't like?
0: Except for the White Tower.
1: But The fact that Aiel culture is so different.
0: Yeah. Because wa- it's just a set of mountains.
1: The waste is inhospitable, but it's just some mountains. And not terribly remarkable mountains at that. Yeah. Mountains aren't that great of barriers. They really aren't.
0: But the Aiel killed anybody who wasn't a peddler or uh, yeah. that sort of
1: stuff. I feel like there's enough bleed in there with the fact that they let peddlers and shit in. Yeah. That like.
0: You could just get a wagon and some shit go in and Fine. Yeah, would be fine.
1: It, it, and like, if they're willing to give an inch, a mile should eventually be taken, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Am I
1: being too pessimistic about that? I don't Maybe know. Maybe
0: they have identity cards for peddlers. <laughs> let me see your license. They, they have the. F- you don't have it. They stab you. No, they strip you off naked and send you running back to the Dragon Wall.
1: The Federal Peddlers Licensing Commission, or uh, the IO waste. They've got customs to go through on the top of the mountains.
0: Flaw. <sighs> wow. Flapaw. Flapaw. Federal.
1: Flapaw. Yeah. When your was- grandpa lives in Florida. <laughs>
0: Flo-pa. Oh my god. Okay, on that note, we'll end it, because that's funny. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon. Wait!
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just remembered. I had a thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Um. So today, I went to work, and it was a pretty shitty day, especially because I had to get up at 7, and I didn't get to sleep until 3. Through you no fault of my there. own. I lay there for hours. It was horrible. He didn't
0: wake me up at all, though. Which I'm proud like, of. And he, like, almost died in the bedroom.
1: I tripped so many times. Anyway, um... I was having a really shitty day at work, and I left work, and I had to go grab something on my way home. And traffic was horrible. But I just hit, like, a lucky break getting to where I needed to go, where traffic just didn't affect me. And it was it was nice. I was pleasantly surprised. And then I was turning out of a parking lot onto a fucking gridlocked street at a red light. And there was someone in front of me trying to get out too. And someone on the road just stopped and let us both in when the light went green. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, letting one person in? Sure, that, that's a decent human being sort of thing to do. No one expects you to let two people in. I couldn't fucking believe it. It was like the nicest thing anyone had ever done for me. I couldn't no, believe it. No, I gave him the that.
0: back rope when he got... Him.
1: Oh, that's true. Um, But then, right after that, I had to take a left turn off that road, like, two blocks away. So I had to get in the left lane, and it was full. Like, it was packed. Mm -hmm. And so I threw on my blinker to hope for the best. And within two seconds of my blinker turning on, the people behind me in the left lane gave a quick little honk. So I looked at the window, and both the driver and the passenger were gesturing me into the lane as they slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I got in there right in time. And, like, just... Two acts of, like, not even that major kindness, because it didn't inconvenience them that horribly, but it was still nice, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, that changed my day so much, totally changed my mood, and then we changed my mood, hell yeah. But, like, this is going to be tied to something we said in a previous episode, where we talked about... Last episode. Okay. Last episode, where we talked about doing nice things for people and it making you feel good, Mm -hmm. but, like, it also makes a big difference for the people you do it for, and if we could all just be nicer to each other in like meaningful ways, not just allow hate speech to happen because freedom of speech and being nice. Right? No, I'm talking like,
0: we're about to ranting and raving episode on this.
1: Oh shit. That's right. Um, but like someone falls down and you offer to help them out. Mm-hmm. Someone is, uh, broken down on the side of the road and you, Offer to help or something. Obviously,
0: or, don't put yourself in unsafe situations. Yes, yes, if you are a woman, do not do that.
1: Yeah, like full it, stop. Don't put yourself in unsafe situations. If you are absolutely. a person
0: alone, probably don't do that. Especially if it's at night. If it's during the day, it's obviously a little bit different.
1: But like, I don't know. Pay it forward at the drive-through. Um, if you see like a struggling parent having to put back food at the grocery store because they also have to afford diapers, you
0: and you have disposable income,
1: you help like. Do do good recklessly if you can, like, because, fuck, we need that, man. Life sucks. And so, to if that If everybody
0: end, cared about everybody else just a little bit more, we'd have a better world. It
1: wouldn't even have to be significantly more. It would not take a major change in your life. It would take, like, 1% more niceness from everybody.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like, I've heard a lot of stories, like, because <sighs> I deal with a lot of kids, mm-hmm. and I was a resident assistant, so, like, I've heard from a lot of people when they are at their worst and like if you're depressed or suicidal people something small like that can honestly be the difference between
1: life and death
0: life and death like not to bum everybody out but 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 like it legitimately can be
1: you you can change someone's life with so little effort yeah for the good right okay and so to that end I, i I've been trying to do nicer things. Not that I was ever like a dick, really. I don't no. think. I hope not. But like, you were
0: bullied enough that you were never a <laughs> dick. I, I,
1: I've been trying to do good recklessly a little bit more,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I would like to encourage anyone listening to this episode: fucking do it. Like, try it. Just even try you feel
0: it. Feel so fulfilled
1: if you're not. If you're not sure about it, if you're like, yeah, whatever, listen to this guy, get a load of this fuckhead. No, seriously, try it. One time.
0: Hold a door open for her, an old person.
1: Exactly. Hold a door open for someone with mobility issues, too, yeah. or like something, right? Do something nice and then go to Twitter. We are at the weed of time. Real fucking simple. At the weed of time. At us. Tell me what you did. Tell me how it made you feel. Okay? I fucking dare you.
0: Y'all been dared.
1: Alright. Now, s- sorry about that. Please continue with your outro.
0: <laughs> My good deed is stopping LGBTQ plus kids from killing themselves. Hell yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts. Honestly, not just them. Other kids too. Please, <laughs> let know-
1: please let us know any of your thoughts. Yeah,
0: please let us know any of your thoughts on Twitter or Discord and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like early access bonus episodes including our ranting and raving episode that we're about to record and bonuses like er- uh, th- that's the same line and more <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to rate and review our podcast if you have a minute please not based on this outro <laughs> and until next time remember that the weed weaves is the weed wills
1: bye, bye.